around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you today, and thank you so much for being a part of Terry Mize Ministries' weekly podcast. We are delighted that you're there. We're prayed for you, and we are believing, God, that what we say today will be of great help and strength to your life in every way, spirit, soul, and body. The Word of God has such tremendous, ultimate, (laughs) paramount power in it for every believer. And as we share these things from God's Word, testimonies, and then just wonderful reports of what God is doing around the world, we're so grateful and know that it will be a part of, of strength in your life. And that's what we've prayed for it, as I said, and believe God for Um, We're going to share with you today uh, some things. um, Geographically, we are (laughs) on the other side of the United States from where we started this week. Uh, We began in leaving San Diego, LAX, drove into the airport, been there a week, and now... We were in San Diego and then drove up to LAX. Up to LAX. We preached in San Diego one week and uh, LAX the next week, and then uh, Monday we hop to the other coast. So we're in Florida. It's amazing. You know, it used to take them months by buckboard to do this. <laughs> and but we're, we're covered on the west wagon. coast of Florida. We're down, uh, uh, we're ministering for our dear friends, Bob and Nid Ramondo in, right. in Punta Gorda uh, at New Life. And we've been, they've been partners and friends. Oh my goodness, Renee, for years and years and years. Yes, they have. Uh, we've done missions together. They've gone to Thailand with us together. Um, just tremendous, tremendous friends, tremendous partners, helped us with orphans, helped us with disaster relief in Cuba years ago when a terrible uh, hurricane hit Cuba. And Nid was such a uh, spearhead uh, and and dot connector and uh, to get people out and and, uh, uh, gathering supplies. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of tubes of toothpaste. And I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Well, she's a very... um, she she's a very wonderful, warm person, and hard working. Oh, she is. Like and she can do saying, anything, and when she doesn't she, know how to do something, she just learns. She just figures out how to <laughs> do it. She's one of the. Uh, she's Thai herself. Yeah, she's and, from Thailand. And she is just. Bob was in the Air Force in yes. uh, in in <laughs> Vietnam days, uh, stationed in Thailand, right. and uh, met Ned uh, there, and they got married, and came back to the states. And Bob's from the Bronx. New York. New York, New York. What a combination they are. And from Thailand. And then they, they got back to um, the States from being uh, overseas and decided to move from the Bronx to um, the Tampa area, Punta Gorda, Fort Charlotte area. And uh, Bob uh, worked on automobiles and... And that's a pretty astounding testimony. Filled the Holy Ghost and got called in the ministry and... And uh, here we are. Oh, it is. It's good absolutely, good, it's good absolutely a wonderful story. And, you know, I still, every day, it's just the wonder of God's grace and mercy uh, to help us all work together to get the gospel done around the world. Um, we're, we, we had lunch with them today and uh, just heard tremendous things that they're doing here in the Punta Gorda or area of not only strengthening, building such strong faith into their people, but really preparing them 
to be leaders and oh, yeah. and I mean, uh, influencers here <coughs> in the in the Florida this part of the well, Florida. You know, they, area. they really are so involved, hands on with their church, and they, they'll do seminars and train their church in areas of business and right. uh, as well as uh, tremendous word people and preaching the word. So anyway, we'll be there this coming Sunday and Monday. We'll be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. So three services. That's right. We'd love for our Florida friends to to come over and be with us uh, on uh, uh, Sunday night and uh, Monday night. If you don't have services Sunday night, uh, most people would have services Sunday morning. But we'd encourage you to come over and visit, hug, hug our necks, see us, say hi. <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, and we're going to preach pretty good. It's going to be some pretty good three services because I, I believe we've got some things to say from the Holy Ghost. No, that's true. And it's just always good and, good and wonderful to deal with what's going on and what God's doing right now, but then to know you're building on a really good foundation, uh, friendship and faith and fellowship together. And uh, I'm, I know just this past week when we were with, um, over the last, you know, 10 better days. better throw we, some food in there since you yeah. threw fellowship <laughs> and friendship and faith. We well, ought to throw another. food was within the fellowship yeah, we concept. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, you know, with, with uh, Pastor Stephen and Zane Smith, Pastor no, no, Art, no, no. just Stephen and Zane Smith, no, Johnson, no, Johnson, and then Art and, <laughs> and Joanne Aragon, and then Ned and uh, Bob Ramondo. We have had some wonderful meetings, and uh, they have they have blessed us and been friends, and just it's just been such such a heartwarming um, several days weeks here that we've had. And it's been good for Terry and I, and I'm so grateful for that. And um, it's we've just been busy, busy, busy. Well, and it busy, just hasn't busy. stopped. Yeah. I, I don't even know when to go back to where we we started because we were in uh, we were in New York City. Right. You know, yeah. I went to New York City to to home just for two days, and right. and then to Canada, to Winkler, Winkler, Canada. That's right. And then from Winkler, we didn't even go home. We went straight to to Fort Worth to be in. Brother Copeland's uh, Victory Thon. So we were right, there right. three days at the Victory Thon. I mean, if you count getting in there on Monday night, flying all day on Monday, and then being from Canada, there, from Canada, we were at then Walter being and there, on, we, we were with Walter and Karen Inns, and then we all the great Billy folks, and Paula at, Marshall in, in New York City, and then all the great folks at KCM. <coughs> oh, and then we just were all day long, two two days, complete days, from from early in the morning till late at night, till ten o'clock at night. We were on the set of the Victory Thon with. Uh, just so many good friends and and so many uh, ministers. It's Brother Copeland's uh, and Gloria's ministry, but Jesse Duplantis uh, was emceeing and running, and it was his idea and his his heartbeat to to do the Victory Thon. And then you know we visited with Rick and Denise. If I start naming names, I'm gonna get in trouble because so many good friends. Right. And, God has uh, blessed uh, us, and we're so grateful. Ministers were there, and we were there those two days, and then. Uh, uh, we actually stayed over an extra day, uh, an extra night, because George Pearson had asked us if we could stay over, and we had airline tickets to go to Tulsa because we were coming from Canada to Fort Worth to back to Tulsa. And when George asked us to stay over, uh, when we checked the uh, staying over on the airlines, they wanted like $900 to change our tickets. So <laughs> I just called a grandson and had him drive our one of our pickups down, and, and he came down and picked us up, and we drove back together on um, uh, Thursday, I guess it was. And then we were only there Thursday night and Friday and took off Saturday for San Diego. So, and then now we're in Florida. So I don't even know where to start. Well, it's just, you know, it's amazing what you do to preach the gospel. Uh, as Paul said on his missionary journeys, uh, that he went in to strengthen the churches 
and to preach the word of God and to be a strength to the disciples and the leadership in all of those areas that he did uh, on his missionary journeys. And so I, I see that in present day time as uh, the opportunity that God's given us. It costs way more money now than it ever did to do oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah, we're, we're obviously not in this thing for money. No, that's for <laughs> sure. So we're grateful for the opportunity and honored uh, for the call that God has given to help the church in these last days. And, and last, uh, you know, last Wednesday on our podcast, we had already preached for Stephen and Zane Johnson there in San Diego, or actually right. they're in Carlsbad, right. uh, and and had already ministered for them and, and had such a great time. And then we stayed over and spent time with them that week, uh, last week, uh, and then and then on up to um, to California, where uh, out in Placentia. Is where Art and Art yeah. and Joanne Aragon Those are. Those are such know, kind pastors. They are just such longtime friends, really. right? I can't even tell you how long I've been friends with these people. Right. And uh, they're just <laughs> personal friends as well as partners in the ministry, and uh, just such an exciting time. It was Joanne's uh, birthday while we were there, right. so we right. saluted her and partied with her for her birthday, and uh, and just had tremendous meetings at the church. And uh, I tell you, I believe that message Sunday that I preached there at Arts Church, I really believe it's going to minister to their church, help their well, church, bless too. their church. And then a number of pastors were there Sunday morning. Uh, our dear friend, uh, Pastor Henry Paya, uh, was there. Right. And then David uh, Rosales was there. And then Elisha Venanzi was there. So that was three pastors that snuck out uh, on a Sunday morning. I know. Shocking. <laughs> and came over to be with us and hear me minister. And so we just had a good time with good friends. We preached some good word. And uh, I tell you, Pastor Henry and Pastor uh, Elisha and Pastor David were all excited over the message I preached. And I said, you guys take this same message and go back and preach it in your church. It'll be a blessing to you and your church. And, uh, of course, now here we are in Florida looking so forward to this coming Sunday and Monday. Well, you know, it's, it's just life goes on. And I, I encourage myself with everything that, that we're doing. And, you know, we're just, we're just a small part of what God's doing around the world with 7.5 billion people. But whoever our voice can reach, we want to just strengthen you and help you and remind you we're going to live forever. You know, the benefits of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is that it's forever. You know, you know, you know God hasn't I, set a I time was, limit on blessings. I was thinking today, you and I talk about this so much. You know, we're prayers, right. and but not just prayers like the church has been a prayer for centuries where you just say, oh, you know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, or, where you, or right. you say, right. you know, Hail Mary, full of grace. You know, just just a, a, a repetitive prayer. Nothing wrong, but yet the church has gotten into a religious, uh, oh, a religious mindset or a religious repetition. And, you know, the Word tells us that, that we don't do vain and repetitious prayers. I taught a whole message or series on that in my series on, uh, on what, spirit of faith or what, I forget what I was teaching. I was teaching along these lines um, how that you, you don't just sit at the table and say, you know, good bread, good meat, good God, let's eat. You, don't, you, might, as well just, you might as well just write it on the wall or on a paper and stick it on the wall. When you sit down to eat, just point at it. If you're going to just be a vain and repetitious prayer. But uh, people don't understand. You know, we watch a lot of politics. We're very concerned about not only our nation, but other nations in the world. We're very concerned about the politics of the, 
of the situation. We're very concerned that Christians You've don't pay attention to politics. To preach. And that our vote counts and our vote is important. Right. And that we, the Christians, actually can control the vote. If Christians would literally wake up and do their job and no get off job. their blessed assurance yeah. and go vote and, and vote Christian principles, not Republican right. principles, right. Democrat principles, not what Grandma said or Grandpa did, but if we would vote Christian, biblical Word of God principles, we could absolutely control the vote. So anyway, we're very involved in that. <clears throat> but uh, we notice that so many people, and even on TV and movies and stuff, but in, in these politics in real life, people are always saying, well, I prayed about this, or, or let's pray about this, or our thoughts and prayers are with you. Or you hear them talking heads say, you know, our thoughts and prayers, or we're sending prayers. But you know, they're not really. Right. You know, those just thinking the thought of I'm sending a prayer doesn't work. Right. No, that's exactly right. Just telling right. somebody, oh, I'm praying for you, doesn't work. Just telling somebody, oh, yeah, our <laughs> prayers are with you, no, that doesn't work. There's, there's, a, there's a thing that, that we call proactive praying. Right, that right. That people learn. You know, you learned as a young pastor's wife uh, from a great, great lady named Billy Adams. She's been in heaven a long time now. Right, but Billy Adams right. is a great lady that uh, when Brother Copeland, when Kenneth Copeland started his ministry, uh, and I don't want to take a long time with this because we're, we're, we're on a clock here tonight. Uh, but when Brother Copeland started his ministry, he hired Billy Adams and said, I'm going to pay you money, a salary, and your job is to pray for me. That's right. So she came into the office every day, five days a week. That's right. And prayed several hours a day for Brother Copeland and his ministry. But she learned very quickly that... Um, that that wasn't just an easy job that you just didn't she just didn't walk in there and once she said oh god bless kenneth and gloria and god bless the kids and god bless the ministry and god bless the partners no right. then there wasn't a lot left to say in that old type of praying no that's so right. god literally led her into the word of god and showed her scriptures right. to pray and scriptures to confess out loud and scriptures to stand on that's and right. to declare that brother copeland psalms one says is a uh, you know, he's a blessed man. You know, blessed is a man that walketh not in the That's counsel right. of the ungodly and stand in the way of the sinner and the sin and see the scornful. But his delight, Brother Copeland's delight, is in the law of the Lord. And in that law does he meditate day and night. And therefore, he'll be like a tree that's, that's by the, planted by the rivers of water. That's that'll right. not, uh, you know, lose his leaves in his season, but whatever he doeth will prosper. And she learned to take a scripture and pray that for him. Well, you met her just really early on. 1974, August. 1974, August, August 45 years ago. 45 years and two months ago. And and she liked you. You played the piano and the organ, and you're very good at it, and sang. And so she had several meetings to go to in Texas, which is where she met you. Did you all meet at Lakewood Church? No, or, actually, a, a, a longtime friend of mine. And invited Billy into the Houston area, okay. north up there in And she in did Umble. some meetings, and you were and, asked to do the music. And uh, my friend had met her and had heard about how she was teaching people how to, how pray, to pray the Word of God. For the first time ever, people were learning to <laughs> pray the Bible, the I know, Word of God. I know, what, it took and, us this I mean, she long. wasn't the first one to do it. Brother Hagin and many others had, had done it as well. But I mean, where where you met her, you were a young pastor's wife. Well, no, or you I weren't even a pastor's wife. No, no, then no, you and I, Dean hadn't started pastoring We were on then, staff at Lakewood. But you were on staff at Lakewood. And, and so they she had asked, asked me you, to play the piano and lead the singing for that meeting. Right, but she asked you then uh, to go with her right. the next week or so because she had meetings around Texas, 
and to do the music. And so you actually travel with her, yes. stayed in the same hotel room with her, yes. and learned by watching her, listening to her, talking to her, questioning her, spending time with her, learn how to pray over Dean over your two boys, because yeah. Abby wasn't born then, uh, over, over the, your ministry that was coming up. And, of course, you prayed yourself into pastoring the church. But anyway, uh, I'd like us to say, we, we're, we're pretty limited tonight, but I'd like us to say maybe even on our next podcast, talk about some of these ways how for people to pray the Word, because it, it's almost a lost, uh, I don't want to say a lost art, but, but it's like when I, I said a few minutes ago, and people say, oh, yeah, we're praying. Well, they're really not. Right. No, no, no. Or we're going to pray for you, but they're really not. They think they are. Right. And they say, oh, Lord, bless Renee. Oh, Lord, bless Brother Terry. Oh, Lord, bless them right. in the mission. But there, there are scriptures to pray. Exactly. Uh, I used to laugh. You can remember way back when, I, when I'd laugh and come into your and Dean's church, and I'd say, well, us word folks, we can just play. We can just have our own game show. <laughs> and I could stand up here, and, and, and you all could call out a disease to me or a problem right. to me or a right. calamity to me, and, and I could give you back the answer. Or I could call out a calamity or a problem mm-hmm. or a disease to you all, and, and give you, you, could, you could give the, me a, an, an answer from the Word of God, a corresponding yeah. verse. Like right. if I said uh, teeth, you right. know, my, my child's tooth is hurting, or, or my, my husband has a problem with his teeth, you could call out, uh, the scripture in, in uh, Song of Solomon says, right. "My teeth are white, coming up. My teeth are white as sheep coming up from the washing, perfectly matched, and not one missing." If you said uh, bones, you, know, you could say, "Not one bone of him shall be broken." Right. If you said children, you say, "My children are disciples of the Lord, and taught and obedient to the Lord, and great is their peace and undisturbed composure." If you could say. Uh, Finances. Well, my God meets all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So you learn, yeah. you learn, uh, you go through the Bible, seeing these scriptures exactly. in a whole new light. And of course, I mean, you and I have been doing this now for forty, you know, fifty years. Right. But exactly. a lot of Christians today don't know what that means. Where you actually have a problem come up. Right. In your real life, mm-hmm. in your body, in your health, in your marriage, in your with your kids, with your business, with your. Uh, with your sex life, for that matter. I don't care what it is. God put 66 books in the Bible to tell us how to live victoriously and win on planet Earth. And so so somebody, you, when that real-life problem hits your family, hits your money, hits your body, hits your health, hits your marriage, hits your kids, hits whatever it is, then you go into the Word of God oh, that's and right. find. I mean, you hunt. Right. I mean, it's just like you're deer hunting or, or, or you know elk hunting or something. You go tracking down this scripture, where is the scripture, the several scriptures that I can pray and confess and declare over this situation and make it stop or make it turn around or get my healing or get my blessing or bless my husband or bless my wife or bless my kids. And you hunt those scriptures down and and then begin to pray those proactively. Oh, that's right. Like they're really working. Not just, oh, Lord, bless this oh, bless, right, bless right. this family. But, I mean, actively declaring what God has already declared. You're not making this stuff up. You're saying what God said. Well, and that's the, that's the marvelous part about it, is that you don't have to think something up on your own. No. People, you, you say, know? Brother Terry, God honors your words. I say, well, I know it looks that way. But actually, <laughs> actually, when a problem comes, I'm saying his words, and he's backing up his word. He's honoring his word. And it looks like to everybody else who are standing around that he's backing up my word. Right. Yet my word is simply saying what his words is. Well, and that's exactly the way yeah. it's built to, to function. Is that, um, I, I, in fact, early this morning I was thinking about, you know, the two things that, that uh, Hosea 
14.2 says, when you go before the Lord, take with you take words. Take with you words. And then, you know, Psalm but not just any words, words from the Bible, words that God has already said. Well, that would be the most intelligent words to choose. And then Psalm 100, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving yes. in my heart. So just in those two verses, you learn that the, the, the most obvious, <laughs> power-filled, covenant words that you would take before the Lord wouldn't just be, oh, God, help me, even right. though that'll work. Right. But you find where it was written, just like Jesus did in Luke chapter 4. You find where it was written, and then uh, your attitude, my heart, you know, uh, everything about it is that God, God's looking at hearts. He wants my attitude right, uh, to serve the Lord with gladness, to have gladness in my heart, and thanksgiving, and then I take his word to him, and then I begin to, to um, I worship, and I begin to declare the need that I want. And when I found those things out from Billy Adams, she said, I searched the word. She said, everything that I found, I realized I could take that, and I could go before the Lord and pray that over Kenneth and Gloria, and I could pray that over their lives and see the power of God work in them. And she said, we would just see it all the time. We'd see the fruit of that prayer. And then sure. I'd get the other staff members to pray with me. And she said, and I'd tell Kenneth and Gloria what I was praying over them and what I found. And she said, so we had immediate, as in Matthew 18, agreement yes. over that word. Yes. And so I just found some, you know, it's like to me, I just searched the scriptures like Psalm 101. Terry and I have been so concerned praying over uh, the television movies that are coming out, like this oh new program, goodness. Evil, and this new uh, program, Purge. And then there's another one I, I saw on a billboard in L.A. about a brand new television series that is along the same, the whole another series is the name of the town. And, uh, well, you know, every, and then all these new at, movies at Halloween. Every year at Halloween, they come up with some of these what we call horror movies, but right. but it looks like to you and I that Hollywood's going overboard, not just they really Halloween. Are. They're, they're trying to get this in our house. And because you all know that I preach a lot on spiritual authority, when you turn that TV on and ask that show Evil, it's named Evil. Can you imagine when right. you ask Evil to come into your house? That's not just entertainment, people. That's not just... Just yeah. a new series that you can watch for your entertainment. That is your giving spiritual authority to evil spirits. That shows about demon possessions, what it's about. Right. It's about kids being demon possessed. There, demon there's going to be, if children. we don't stop that show by prayer, uh, and I've cursed it every day. I've cursed it. Renee's cursed it. We've commanded not to prosper. Every time we've we see anything the, the on TV, to, we start. To stop. Uh, to not support we it, for it. people not to watch it, for it to die, right. for it to for it to fall apart, for it to fail, because we don't want you allowing that into your house with your kids, giving them those demon spirits permission to bring evil into your house. And that's really the thing that we're looking into and wanting to talk to you about today is taking authority, as Terry teaches so many times, spiritual authority over your home, not allowing uh, those evil things into your home and influencing your small children or teenage children, <laughs> or allowing, really, there's a spirit behind everything. This Day of the Dead stuff they brought up from Mexico, all of these things that are trying to influence into American culture more and more and more. You know, there's a spirit over Hollywood, there's a spirit over Washington, D.C., and you and I have got to take authority over it. Like Psalm 101, it says here <laughs> in verse 3, I will set no base or wicked thing before my eyes. 
I hate the work of them who turn aside from the right path. It shall not grasp hold of me. Amen. And see, those are the things that we want to pray that. I, we not only confess that, but then we're going to intercede on behalf of our family that our children, like First uh, John 2, will not love the world, neither the things that are of the world, that they're going to have the love of the Father. So we take those verses. Yes. Then we take, as Terry quoted earlier, Isaiah 54, 13. Our children, that they uh, are disciples taught of the Lord. They're going to be obedient to God's will, and great is their children's peace and undisturbed composure. Terry, I've prayed that verse over my children in oh, every yeah, conceivable course. emotional state. I mean, I've cried it, well, I've prayed it, I've yelled it, I've, com- I c- I've confessed it, I've commanded it, I've been angry when I've said it, I've been brokenhearted when I've said it, I've fought for their souls and their lives and their attitudes. Another great verse in Isaiah 29, uh, you take the Word of God, it says, those that have, it says, my face will never turn pale from seeing the degeneracy of my children. Those that have erred in spirit will come to understanding, and those that have murmured discontentedly will accept instruction. Amen. That's right. You know, my children shall not want. <laughs> the Lord is their shepherd. Right. You know, you just begin to take well, the I think word. next week we ought to just cover some of this stuff. We ought to just right. give a whole category and whole list that exactly. people can pray over specific categories and specific instances in their in their home. Well, that same chapter, I agree with you. I mean, this could go on for, you know, several weeks, but, you know, Isaiah 54, that same chapter there that says that about children within the same context says no weapon formed against right. you shall prosper. How many so, weapons? Yeah, none. 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 Zero. N-O, no son, <laughs> So you and I, and arma. that's how I learned how to pray the word. I learned how uh, to take the word, it all of a sudden gave all my Bible years of Bible training and Bible college and and uh, being raised in church all my life. All of a sudden, when I found out how to pray the word of God over my family and over my situation, my health, to begin to take the word and find, just like in Luke chapter four, you know, I found out in reading that, like Jesus said, it says that he found where it was written and he opened the book, he opened the book, right. he found where it was Luke written about himself <clears throat> and he began to teach to them uh, you know, what had happened in that situation. It says where he was led by the, you know, into the wilderness where he was to be tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. But it says there in the very first verse that it says, Jesus being full of, of the Holy, the Ghost. Holy Ghost. And that's really uh, the, the double-edged uh, power twins of prayer is being full of the Holy Ghost and using the Word of God. And we were talking today at lunch with Pastor Bob and Ned that, you know, how important it is to build hunger back into the church for the Word of God. Building hunger back into our families and our husbands and wives and children about a hunger for the Word of God. And I've always felt like and learned from personal experience. The Word of God is a tool and a weapon. It is. And it has... It's not just a book. It's not just something we just flippantly recite or, or pass over. It's no, a, that's it's right. a that's weapon right. in your hand, the weapon in your mouth. It's a tool in your hand, a tool in your mouth to absolutely cause spiritual things to happen or 
not to happen. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And what we've got to do is begin to be prayers. And what Terry wanted me to say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close out here with this within three or four minutes and tell you, intercessory prayer is something that has to be connected to a declaration of faith. When you pray and you declare and you enter and you stand in the gap and you say, our family is going to live and not die. We're not going to have the flu this season. We're not going to be sickly and weak. We're going to serve God with strong bodies, sound minds, and kind hearts. And I'm not going to let the enemy have my health or my children That's or right. my future right. or my hope or my expectation in God. And I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to be stolen from. And we begin to say or pray or declare those things. Then do that. Do the prayer of faith one time. You know, when Terry prayed over my Bible when it was lost, and uh, we didn't know where it was in um, New Zealand, Terry prayed a powerful one-time prayer in faith over that Bible coming back to us. And we commanded, we loosed, we bound, <laughs> we rebuked, um, we prayed in tongues, we prayed there that day. And when Terry led in that prayer, we declared my Bible was coming back in Jesus' name. And of course it did. But what we had to do, and what I always feel like, once you once you declare that and you put that out in the Spirit, you don't want it just staying in the throne room. <laughs> you don't want it just to be received, I always feel like. You've got to lay a track, like a train's got to have track to run on to get it out of the yes and amen hands of God down here back into my hands in the earth. And I believe that, that really the action part that Christians have to play is we've got to spend some time in intercessory prayer so that God can soften hearts, turn hearts, prick hearts, and get people to do the things that he needs them to do to help you get your prayer answered. Well, you know, that's exactly right. And you know, back in the 70s, Renee, I taught, I taught messages, and I'm sure Dean did too, on what to do between the amen. Right. And the there it is. Right. Because we pray about something, we finish that prayer by saying amen or so be it or it right. shall be. Um, and then there seems to be a time frame that until it actually comes into your hand. So we talk messages on what to do right. between the amen and the there it is. <laughs> right. You know, my son Lynn said to me a few numbers of times over the years, and I think about this from time to time. He said, Dad said, you and... You know, you and Pastor Dean and you and Jerry Savelle and Charles Capps and all you guys. That, he said, you know, y'all y'all dug this stuff out of the Bible. Y'all were the, the initial uh, uh, front line. You know, Brother Hagen, Brother Copeland, uh, uh, Jerry Savelle, Charles Capps, I think I already said them. But th that, that front initial line of, quote, word of faith people. And he said, y'all dug it out. Y'all needed it. Y'all wanted it. Y'all knew there was something else. You dug it out. You found it and you made it work. Well, desperation is a real motivation. He said, but he <laughs> Sick said, children will motivate. He said, he said, so me, you know, and all the kids of these ministries, he said, we all grew up hearing it. We heard it, but, uh, you know, we didn't know it like you, you guys knew it because y'all were doing it for a reason. But he said, y'all stand up in the pulpit now and just kind of assume everybody out there knows what you're talking about. We say confessions, and so y'all think, you say confessions, so you think everybody knows what that means. You say uh, a phrase or a verse, or, and you think everybody, he said, you really need to teach like nobody knows what that means. Exactly. And, and just try to bring everybody, let's go back and get people and bring them back to where we are and where we were, uh, because the church somehow, instead of following up that hill and making all that happen, right. at some point over the last 
30 years, 40 years, uh, she hit a downturn and went down the mountain uh, to, to where I'm not sure she's as far along as she was 40 years ago. Well, and we were talking about that at, at lunch today. Pastor Bob has been teaching his church. He put on his own revival and taught for two straight weeks, five nights a week, Monday through Friday, and uh, helping people learn the, how to be generals in the kingdom of God, Absolutely. how to be um, real authoritarians with the word of God. And I want to encourage all of you. The thing that I found one time years ago that helped me so very much was I took some, I felt myself being tired in my mind, you know, just a little down about things, gotten too busy over, you know, a few days period of time. And, and I hadn't gotten into the word like I wanted. And I thought, oh, that's not good. I've got to get back here. You know, being a pastor's wife, a mother, a, a lead church leader, all of these things. And I just, one morning early at my house, I felt just a nudge to go get Psalm 119 out and begin to read it out loud. And as I began to read Psalm 119 out loud, like 174 verses, something like that, Ever, all but about five of them have to do with the, it, it's the, word of God. the Word of God, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. It uses the word commandments, ways, thoughts, precepts, statutes. Uh, you know, statutes. It laws. uses uh, laws. All of those words still mean the Bible that you're holding in your hand. And when you read that out loud to yourself, it's in first-person confession, you end up, you know, having the opportunity to um, really confess over yourself the Word of God so that you can begin to create your own personal hunger for the Word of God. And that's where intercessory prayer, praying in tongues, and confessing the Word of God work together to achieve what you've prayed and asked God for. Right. Right. Well, our That's time good stuff. our time is gone for today. We've had two or three interruptions where we have made it through, and Terry and I are crossing the finish line here with this podcast to get it into the hands of, of um, our grandson who puts them up for us. And so we are excited that we've been able to spend this time with you, and we are thrilled that the Word of God works generation after generation, day after yes, day. Yes, it yes. never changes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. We love you dearly. And we will. Terrymize.com. Um, yeah, terrymize.com. Don't forget that. Don't forget to invite somebody to it. And always remember we're praying for you and we believe in you just like God does and say that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.